Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen, at snc.tv and local now, channel 525. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Well, a scan of the headlines gives you your choice. Are you happy with them, or are you worried about them? Depends how you view the world, through a Republican lens or a Democratic lens, through an Ohio lens or a United States lens. We will try to give you the different perspectives and allow you to decide for yourself today on a Friday edition of the Bruce Woolley Show. And I promise, I promise that I will leave you with something Uplifting today in the 1245 segment. I had a wonderful morning thinking about a conversation I had yesterday with a friend. It's a conversation uh, worth sharing, and I will share it with you and um, provide a perspective that I struggle to maintain, and perhaps you do as well. So I hope that it will be instructive to all of us today, listening on 94.5 in Dayton and on 98.9. In Columbus, the CHIPS Act has passed. Intel is coming. Guns blazing. More likely to get the $100 billion investment in Licking County in central Ohio than the minimum $20 billion investment. You can look at that as phenomenal. It is, I think, obviously great for local employment prospects. There'll be lots of six-figure jobs. There'll be lots of jobs building the big Intel factories. City of Columbus is going to benefit. New Albany is going to write them a big check every year for the city of Columbus providing water to Intel. Um, so that's the good side. The bad side is if you like your rural lifestyle and you're in that area where the factories and campus, that's the new word, will be, oh, your life's going to change. Um, do you think it's great because Central Ohio benefits, or do you think it is um, not great because the federal government is picking a private industry winner, subsidizing them with billions of dollars in incentives? You say, well, it's necessary for national security reasons. Two things can be true at once. Two things can be true at once. I agree it is necessary for national security reasons. I also admit I'm not totally at peace with the federal government picking winners in private industry. I believe the marketplace will prevail. That's why I'm against the $7,500 tax credit to buy a Tesla or to buy an electric vehicle that is in Joe Manchin and Joe Biden's green boondoggle that I think they had a wink-wink agreement on all along, and Manchin talked tough, and 
led us all to believe that he was never going to go along with more spending, and it's only a half a trillion dollars in spending, Bruce. I mean, if electric vehicles were great values, would they need to be the recipient of a $7,500 tax credit for you to buy them? I don't think there are tax incentives to buy Ford F-150s or Honda Accords. Uh, Those are both very popular vehicles. They're popular on their own merits. If you build a bad truck, you build a bad car, people don't buy it. The market wins. The market rules. The market determines. Not with EVs. Not with EVs. Good luck, by the way. If I were you, I'd sock away that $7,500 because uh, when your EV gets to be about 10 years old, you're going to need a new battery for it. And that's going to be, well, in today's dollars, ten grand. in 10 years. <laughs> I have no idea what that will end up being. Uh, so the Chip Act, CHIPS Act is here, and I see the good side of it, and I see the side of it that's a little bit worrisome. And so, you know, as I always say, and as I just said, two things can be true at once. For instance, if you are inclined to believe our president, We are not in recession. We are not in recession. The job numbers are great. Sure, the gross domestic product has contracted for two consecutive quarters. And yeah, that used to be the definition of a recession. But, um, you know, we are not in a recession. We have a president who, you know, looked at all the numbers yesterday and stood at the podium and looked everybody in the eye and, you know, put everybody's fears to rest. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Oh, really? It doesn't sound like a recession to Joe Biden. So if it doesn't sound like a recession to Joe Biden, it's not a recession. So let's check the headlines, shall we? Uh, Variety. Meta posts first ever revenue drop for Q2. Plans to slow hiring. Wall Street Journal. Amazon posts net loss for second straight quarter as it manages slowdown. Facebook, Amazon. Come on, Bruce. Locally, things are great. Okay. Columbus Business First headline. Why the Mid-Ohio Food Collective says it's facing uncharted waters with increased hunger and empty shelves. Hmm. Why would that be? We have great job numbers. We have great business investment, Joe Biden says. I mean, we've got the CHIPS Act. We've got Intel coming. Yet, here's that headline. Why Mid-Ohio Food Collective says it's facing uncharted waters with increased hunger and empty shelves. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Okay, well, then I guess I'm wrong. The story tells me they had, in June, 85,000 Families, not 85,000 people, 85,000 families get food from the Mid-Ohio Food Collective, which is not just Columbus. That's, you know who the Mid-Ohio Food Collective serves? Ten counties in central Ohio. Ten counties. 85,000. That's a record. Is it a record by, you know, a smidge, a skosh? When would you expect they had a record number of families show up at the Mid-Ohio Food Collective? Because they can't afford food. The record number, K-1, 
came, think about it, makes a little sense, March of 2020. Now, what was going on in March of 2020? Pandemic, right? Am I, am I in the wrong year? It's been so long that it, it fades from view. March of 2020, isn't that when we shut everything down? Yes, March of yes, 2020. it is. But that was when it just started. Just started, but every nobody could go to work, couldn't get paid. A lot yeah. of people living paycheck to paycheck, I guess. Or had, you know, racked up credit card debt, even though we actually had a great economy then under Donald Trump. March of 2020 was the record. What was the record? The record in March of 2020 was 70,000 families. So we're over that by 15,000, which is, I'm going to do math live on air, could be dangerous. Not 25% increase, but, you know, in the teens. In the teens of a percentage increase, 85,000 over 70,000, 15,000 more people, 15 divided by 70. Eh, I'm not going to do that on air. My brain might explode, but it's a significant increase. 85,000 families in the Mid-Ohio Food Collective in June. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Okay. 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 Maybe I'm panicking needlessly. Probably, you know, just a situation that applies to. Central Ohio, not much of a worry for the rest of Ohio. Oh, wait, wait. Here's a tweet from the Akron-Canton Regional Food Bank. Inflation is straining our budgets of our neighbors in need. There have been one million visits to food programs in our hunger relief network so far this year. One million in their network. Now, that's not just Akron, but they are part of a Food collective net. One million. It seems like a lot to me. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Ohio Association of Food Banks. Tweet from July 24th. On Thursday, Second Harvest, which distributes 50,000 pounds of food per day, had just 459,000 pounds of food, 10 days worth of food, on hand. Executive Director Michael Ibaris said, quote, I've been here 22 years, and I've never seen anything like this. Never. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Mm, okay. Um, feeding America. Now, we're getting outside Ohio, I know, but Feeding America. Tweet from, <laughs> from July 9th. One out of every six of our neighbors needs help right now. Nearly every food bank in the country has reported increased or steady demand for food or essential items. Every meal makes a difference. You can help us end this crisis. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. I don't know what to make of what appears to be an increasing and record number of ordinary people who used to be able to provide for their families put food on the table where where could all their money be going are they wasting it on trips to vegas maybe they're buying gas with it oh i never thought of that maybe we got another big number today important i mean well big too (laughs) 
Uh, not the interest rate number. That was the Fed on Wednesday. Not the uh, number on the economy contracting or expanding. That was Thursday. Today's number not as ballyhooed, but uh, here's the headline. Now that we have the number. Key inflation gauge closely tracked by the Federal Reserve reaches biggest increase in 40 years. Biggest increase in 40 years. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Okay, well, let me explain. Uh, The figures from the Commerce Department show that on a month-to-month basis, prices rose 1% from May to June. 1%. Faster than the 0.6 rise from April to May. And the biggest such jump since 2005. Hmm. That's That's a big jump. Uh, story says consumer spending has weakened in the face of high inflation. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Uh, inflation has been rising so fast that despite the pay raises many workers have received, most consumers are falling behind the pace of cost of living expenses. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the January through March quarter, consumers did increase their spending even after adjusting for inflation. But the figure amounted to a meager 1% annual gain, down from 1.8% in the January through March period. At the same time, sharply higher mortgage rates have undercut the housing market. Sales of existing homes have sunk for five straight months. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Hmm. Uh, And this is what the story says at the end. Government-fueled demand from, pay attention, Vast stimulus aid, along with record low borrowing rates. The Fed screwed up, keeping interest rates low for too long. And consumer savings build up during the coronavirus pandemic. What did all that do? Oh, according to this story. It overwhelmed factories, ports, and freight yards. The resulting shortages of goods and labor sent prices spiking. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. All this is called the PCE index. Now, the way back from this, of course, is for businesses to expand and businesses to hire and wages to grow and the economy to explode. See, we thought all that was going to happen after we got vaccines and after we shed the nonsense of wearing masks and after... We got rid of the big, mean, orange, mean, big orange man as the president. We were getting the moderate. The uh, Remember? The adults were back in charge. Ah. Well, what is the prospect for American business coming up? I mean, we got the CHIPS Act, right? Uh, Joe Biden yesterday, besides telling us, that, that doesn't sound like a recession to me. Uh, also weighed in on the future of business and other things that are essential to all of us being part of an economic boom that we expected post-pandemic. There's going to be a lot of chatter today on Wall Street and among pundits about whether we are in a recession. But if you look at our job market, consumer spending, business investment, we see signs of economic progress. Okay. Can you tell me uh, a tad more? We have a record job market, 
of uh, record unemployment of 3.6% today. Businesses are investing in America at record rates. Mm. At record rates. That doesn't sound like a recession to me. Businesses are investing in America at record rates. At record rates. Is that correct? Here's Steve Moore of the Heritage Foundation on Fox News. He, too, was struck by the fact that, quote, businesses are investing in America at record rates. You know, when you have 82 percent of Americans who say that the economy's headed in the wrong direction, I think that's a pretty in- good indication that Americans are feeling the love here. And another thing, one of the things that Joe Biden said was he said, oh, and business investment is good. No, it's not. I mean, did he look at the report? Business investment plummeted in the uh, second quarter of this year, which makes me very nervous because, as you know, businesses spending and expanding on machinery and equipment and things like that are the seed corn of a growing economy. So I don't know where he got that number. He needs some fact-checking. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? Steve Moore says, I know, hard to believe. Joe Biden didn't tell us the truth when he said that investment by American businesses robust. Now, I spent some part of my day yesterday afternoon watching several business channels. And they take a deeper dive into the things that happened in Washington than just the sheer surprise of Joe Manchin double-crossing America by agreeing to spend hundreds of billions of dollars on a green boondoggle. Buried in that agreement between Joe Biden and Joe Manchin is a mandatory 15% corporate tax, a mandatory 15% corporate tax. Now, you will hear Biden and Tim Ryan and other liars, Democrats, but I repeat myself, talk about, well, these corporations don't pay any taxes. That's a lie. They abide. You know what? If they're not paying any taxes, that's illegal. Sue them. Prosecute them. Funny, though. Those corporations don't get prosecuted. Why do they not get prosecuted? Oh, why do you not get prosecuted? Because you're not breaking the law. See, if you want corporations not to do business the way corporations are lawfully doing business, then rewrite the law. But if they are doing business lawfully by reducing their tax obligation by investing in greater business which means more jobs, which means more money in the hands of American workers. I don't have a problem with that. You do. You hate wealth. I get it. This 15% corporate tax mandatory is something that Biden has been after. I found headlines all the way back to November 2nd of 2021. This is from Pacific Research Organization. The latest scheme to fend... To fund President Biden's multi-trillion dollar social spending plan is to impose a 15% corporate minimum tax. Taxpayers might be wondering why it matters, since President Trump already lowered the corporate tax rate to 21% from 35%. The proposal would require companies to pay at least a 15% tax. To get that, they would be using book income. In other words... They would no longer be allowed to depreciate their assets. What do you think will happen if businesses can't depreciate their assets? You think they will expand more, hire more? Nope. 